Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for all the messages over the last kind of five, six weeks that the podcast hasn't been on. Uh, I looked at the stats before I came, kind of came on air this morning, and they're still kind of a little bit mental, a little bit scary how much you guys are listening to it, all the messages you guys are sending on as well. So thank you so much. Um, and the, the amount of messages I'm getting regarding kind of coaching face-to-face and online is amazing. So if you guys are kind of interested in online coaching, head over to www.shanewalshfitness.com. So this week, I'm really excited for this interview. I've been talking to this person for a little while now over social media to try and get him on. We're doing a face-to-face. A uh, big thank you to the Dublin Academy of Education, Chris, the two Chris's for letting us uh, use their their facilities. Um, we, we are lucky. I was lucky enough to kind of give a nutrition talk in uh, last year to the fifth and sixth year students. So that, that very grateful for the guys letting us have the room. So my guest this week is a radio DJ for Spin One Three Eight and a producer and creator of hit single Me and You. And he has a new song called Dream Girl, uh, which is a remix of a Little Lara song. He is massive into his fitness newly taken up um crossfit he's a team grenade ambassador and he is also vegetarian and i'm gonna i'm gonna quiz him on how he is so big on, on little or no proteins vegetarians are struggle with their protein so i'm gonna quiz him on that so thank you so much marty for coming on thank you for having me and seriously head to shane's website he knows what he's talking about <laughs> we had a little bit of a chat before we started here and uh the guy is knowledgeable if you want to get in shape and you want to get your diet fixed this guy will help you <laughs> I, I, will, I will pay marty i paid him for a coffee already so i'll, I'll pay him money now so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love how vegetarian is part of the bio as well i know it has to you're be. not you're not a true vegetarian if it's not part of your description you and I've had so many, so many vegetarian clients, and they really struggle to hit the the, the protein requirements and stuff uh-huh. like that. So it's just going to quiz you on that. And I know I, it's probably on a fortnightly basis on the Q and A and stuff like that. Vegetarian. Oh really? Yeah, it comes up a lot, particularly because most of my, or nearly all my clients are females. I only have one online male client, and that's one of my mates over in Australia. No way. Uh, like ninety nine percent of my clients face to face and uh, online are uh, females. Part of me kind of wishes I was female sometimes, but for being a vegetarian, because the whole idea of consuming, what is it, a gram of protein per pound of body weight would be a lot easier if I weighed half my weight. <laughs> or, or you weren't so tall, because Marty, Marty's a big deal. I met him I met him over in the outside, and I'm like, what, five foot ten, and Marty is towering. Yeah, I'm not towering. Yeah. Towering. I'm like, I'm like, I better stand up straight, get the shoulders yeah. back, put the heels on. the chest out. Um, so Marty, tell us your story and how you kind of got into kind of being a DJ, first of all. Um, being a DJ started out when I was on a Leaving Sir Holiday. Uh, years ago now, uh, one night in Lanzarote, I saw a DJ doing his thing. His name was DJ Coco Loco. He was uh, having a lot of fun. And after a couple of Diet Cokes and Fantas at four o'clock in the morning in Lanzarote, I decided that I wanted to do what he was doing. And I walked up to him and I asked him to kind of tell me how he could do it. And he said, hang on here for a couple of months. We need an Irish barman. So I went after the leaving cert and I didn't come home in October. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm not even going to edit that. I'm just going to. No, no, no. We're in a school, so the Rudely doors. Are... <laughs> we're in a school, so the doors keep opening up. So I do apologize. Um, so I just stayed in Lanzarote. I stayed in Lanzarote, and then one of the bars I worked in, Atomic Revolution, which was run by a guy called Danny, he let me play in the decks before the club opened every night. Uh, and that's just when I started to really love it. At the time, Akon and David Geller, Sexy Chase. Akon. Yeah, it was the big track at the moment at the time, and the club was playing it three or four times a night because you know when you're out and you're abroad, like the club opens at nine, it can stay open until six, and there's only so many times you can play a song like over and over again. But yeah, I stayed at Lanzarote, learned how to do it, got home, emailed the radio station called If You Sound FM telling them that I wanted to be on the radio as well and they were so welcoming they told me to come on down and to this day I still own If You Sound FM so much because they literally said come on down and we'll see what we can do and it went from phone call to an hour and a half later being on air with a guy called Frank Walsh <laughs> I'm like is there a class on in here? <laughs> come on in and join the Chris podcast Chris the yeah. room yeah. <laughs> I may put a sign on the door yeah um so yeah, that's where it all started. And then since then, it's just been tears and 
no sleep. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, that, that's one of the questions that's kind of coming up and like how the hell do you kind of stay in your routine of kind of like the nutrition and the training because uh-huh. you're, you're in serious, Nick, for, for someone who like DJing is like PT is like, I'm not comparing PT to DJing at all, but like the lack of sleep is definitely a common. Yeah, common no, I'm like, you can compare it to because they are both, they both be considered jobs that are into nine to five. Yeah. So when you're not in a routine, it's hard to have uh, a nutritional routine, you know, the kind of way, because you don't know when you're going to eat. You don't know where you're going to get the food. Uh, you know, it's really easy to say, oh, no, it's not. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry, guys. I've actually put a sign on the door now, so I had to press pause and put a sign on the door. So do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Marty. Real professional. Shane has just gotten so popular that people just want to be part of the podcast. But yeah. It's not me. It's definitely Marty. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think I was saying, you know, like, like yourself being a PT, you know, Errors are regular. You're trying to be good, uh, and there are times when it's so hard to be good because you've worked such an irregular day that we all convince ourselves every now and again that we deserve that treat. I'm the worst for that. The more tired I am, the more I feel like I deserve the treat, <laughs> even though I probably haven't done any exercise that day at all. Like, like I'm proper all or nothing. I'm like you. Yeah. Uh, and like, especially if you're working like silly hours and stuff, like your hunger hormones get sent into overdrive, yeah. and tiredness, and then you get cortisol, and you're like, which is a stress hormone, and then you get like, you get a little bit like we were talking off air about like if we're not sleeping we notice that we're a little bit carry a little bit more water a little bit more pudge in our stomachs and yeah. stuff and it's just scary how the body works and it just goes into this kind of survival mode survival mode yeah and anyone who i've ever spoken to about this though it has always agreed with me on it because it's weird it's like the, the better your training is going the better your diet tends to go it's like they really do come hand in hand but what I don't understand is that when we're not training the way we know we're capable of training or else we just haven't got the time to do it, our diet goes to shit. And it's like, it's like it should be the other way around. It should be like, if you're training really well, you should have that leeway for the food a little bit more. But for some strange reason, with me and anyone who I've ever spoken to about it, it's literally all or nothing. It's like, I'm training five days a week solidly and I'm eating really well five days a week or else I'm not eating well and I'm not training <laughs> yeah it's 100% like and some people are like all or nothing approach you like we're not the only one some yeah. of my clients are like they, if I meet someone face to face or sometimes a chat online and they're going from couch to 5k and they're like I'm going to train six days a week yeah I'm like no you're not yeah. <laughs> I'm like if you do that for one week I will be very surprised because yeah. they're more than likely to kind of go off the rails I'll miss one day and that's go it. completely off the that's rails that's me that is me it really really is it's like, yeah. like even at the weekend and stuff like and you're you're really busy at the weekends doing gigs and stuff like that so and you've got alcohol around the, around the place yeah well. so how do you stay on track with the with the booze and all that kind of stuff like I am like I know it's so like it's been said to death, but like I do enjoy my fitness pal, like I really, really do. And um, if I know I'm gonna have a couple of drinks that night, like I log them in the morning and I just base the rest of my daily diet around those drinks that night. That's that's how I've always gone about it. Like and uh, it's really worked for me. So and it always gets to a stage where then you've eaten some of the food and you're like you're counting down, you're counting down, you're counting down, and then it gets to that night and you're like, Oh my god, I've actually logged the fun stuff now and it's it's there but i haven't consumed it yet you know that kind of way yeah so, it, yeah yeah it's exactly it keeps you accountable people, you know you yeah. know you have like those calories done with or ca- counted for that's it you've got to say a thousand left for the, the rest of the day a thousand is still a lot of calories it's like a pizza is 1200 calories i know people forget that like and um, that i think i think it's like human nature that when you put a restriction on something it, you almost want to stray away from it it's like but if you you give yourself like you said a thousand calories there's so many ways you can consume a thousand calories that'll keep you full um at the moment i mean three three and a half thousand a day so <laughs> a thousand for me is a meal like so yeah you know it is a lot it's a lot especially of with your schedule and you're fat you're doing the fasting when you're at the moment as well. i'm not like when I'm, i fast i tend to fast during the summer months because being a vegetarian like my carbohydrate intake will be a lot higher than say someone who isn't vegetarian because Obviously, they can eat like lean sources of protein, like be it I don't know steak or chicken or turkey, whatever. Whereas my source of protein are coming from eggs and, and even the the vegetables that I'm getting the protein from the plant based protein. They're high in carbohydrates as well. Like so, <laughs> so unless I'm eating nuts and eggs, um, my protein is coming with carbohydrates. But with carbohydrates comes a lot of energy, so I can't complain. But I do find that the fasting helps my body. I don't know what it is. It's like when I get that my body that time, that 15, 16 hour window to just process all the food, 
I feel great. You know, I know a lot of people have this mentality where it's like, oh, no, I have to have breakfast in the morning or I have to have a protein shake when I wake up. And it's like, you don't have to. Like, no. and like when, we're, when, you're, when you're brought up as a kid, your parents are like, you have to have breakfast to get your concentration levels for, yeah. for study and stuff like that. But that's like that study was paid for by Kellogg's. See, oh my god, I'm so glad you touched on this. This this is a this has been a marketing thing yeah. from from cereals. Don't get me wrong, I love cereal. But like I remember like when I'm at like when I'm really like dieting and I'm training hard and it's the summer and I'm like, I wanna look, I'm gonna put in inverted commas my best. Uh, I have oats before bed because to me they're a great way of feeling full for minimal calories. But people can't get their head around somebody having a bowl of porridge before bed because they're thinking, oh, no, carbohydrates after 7 p.m. It's going to make me fat, like, you know. And it... <laughs> Shane's rubbing his face right now in anger, like, yeah. <laughs> You're not the only one. I, like, I, I've, you hear it so often on yeah. social media and, like, you will, like, it's hard at like 5.59 like carbs are fine 6.01 yeah stick to your <laughs> yeah. belly yeah it's like the carbohydrate you know, <laughs> the time it is yeah. but it's funny as well because you mentioned the whole cereal thing and marketing it's like when they realise they probably exhausted I know I could be totally wrong but this is how it seemed like for me when they've exhausted the whole right have your cereal in the morning they then started marketing cereal as a really good snack for before bed so all of a sudden they're pretty much telling you yeah, the opposite. Yeah, you know, and people are going to, they're in the routine of having it in the morning, and then people get into the routine of having it before bed. I'm a sucker for cereal before bed. I love it so much, but not because a company told me that it was good for me to do that. It's just, to me, it's handy to get home from the studio or work, whatever, bit of milk, scoop away protein, and I'm like, I'm laughing. I'm yeah. delighted you mentioned kind of having kind of a little bit more carbs before you go to bed. Like, carbs aren't, like, aren't a necessity. They are kind of, they're great for making you sleepy as well. Oh, so big time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. Like, they're great for energy, but, uh-huh. like, they're, they're great for putting you to sleep. But say if you've got an early morning training session with a PT or with, with a PT or you're going to the gym the next morning and you don't necessarily want to have breakfast that morning because yeah. you're, you, you say if you're up at half five for a PT session, that makes you have to get up at, like, four o'clock to have food. Yeah. But the carbohydrates, the energy won't be used for the session the next morning. Dead right. And I love hearing someone else say that because that then is technically a form of fasting. So when you say to somebody, I fast, it's it's almost got red flags around, oh, we're all fast, no, I couldn't do that. But if you tell somebody, yeah, you can have a big bowl of porridge before you go to bed, just wake up, go straight to your training session, like, it doesn't sound as bad as me going, I fast for 15 hours a day, you know, the kind of way? Yeah, it's uh, like, I'm, I'm fasting at the minute, like, I only had my first meal at, like, 12 o'clock, and I won't, I'll finish my last meal at, like, maybe 9 o'clock tonight. Oh, so you do it during the day? I do it during I'm the day, like, I'm up, at, I'm up at 5 o'clock every morning. And I won't eat for seven hours mm-hmm. uh, when I wake up. I'll just have, like, maybe two coffees just to keep going. Yeah. And I might have, a, like, I'm like if I'm training in the morning, so I have more energy in the morning, so I'll have maybe, like, 30 grams of whey yeah. just to kind of get the, the muscle protein synthesis going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm only doing that now for the last couple of weeks because I'm on a mini cut, but normally I would be, like, barge, 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 yeah. barge. I'm the same with the cut. I go with the BCAs in the morning for sure. I feel that. You're getting your proteins in, and they're not—they're high in calories, and technically they're breaking the fast. But from the overall view of being in a caloric deficit, they're not doing any damage at all. That's exactly what like uh, intermittent fasting is what we're talking about. It's yeah. like it's literally another way of going into a calorie deficit. Yeah. And there's so many people don't want to have breakfast, so that's a great way of. I'm delighted you brought that up because a lot, I've got two or three of my face-to-face clients doing at the minute. They just—they have their energy in the morning, but they literally just have like a Greek yogurt afterwards yeah. just to kind of get the protein in to try and get it close enough to the window mm-hmm. uh, there's no such thing as an anabolic window because remember all the bro science Arnie was like must get protein on the way out from the gym it's not it's, it's absolute waffle it, they, yeah they, and they actually do say that I could be totally wrong on this and you'd probably be able to like you know <laughs> uh, that if you are going to have your 20-30 grams of protein after work that you are better off waiting until after 60 minutes while your body is because your, your body's still burning the calories. Like I, th- I don't know what the exact terminology is. But... Protein is really, really difficult to digest. And so many people, like, if you eat the proteins, like I had a client this morning, she was like, oh, I've, I've, I got up at, like, quarter by seven for my, like, half-eight session this morning, had some protein, and it's kind of repeating on me. I was like, yeah, it's really, really hard to digest. Okay, some people yeah. don't, their bodies just can't uh, digest it properly, and it kind of gives them a acid reflux they start belching or they get gas or whatever yeah absolutely it's a little bit more um a little bit more acidic in their stomachs and stuff like that so yeah exactly what you said uh 
your schedule is absolutely mental. <laughs> We've done EP, longest week. You're at a wedding where you met one of your teachers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Slovakia. Slovakia, yeah. Uh, gigs of the weekend. Like, uh, would you, when you when you know you have those events at EP, would you just kind of like, this is my weekend off? Yeah. Or would you kind of do one of the meal prep? I am, um, like, to me, like, this, this seems to be a trend at the moment where people are, like, trying to really promote balance. Um, I've always tried to promote it from the point of view that, like, we all, like, just because I'm working at them doesn't mean that, like, I'm not having fun at them. Like, we all go to these festivals, and I feel like a lot of people go to these festivals and they still kind of watch what they're eating and watch what they're drinking when it's pretty much their day off, you know? I, when I know I have long and stuff coming up, like, I'm a sucker for curry cheese chips. So, to me, when I'm gigging at festivals... Um, or gigging in nightclubs or in Ireland, I know that it's going to be followed by curry cheese chips. And it just goes back again to like me, you know, logging that in the morning uh, and then just building the rest of my day around it just so that it's completely guilt free. When it comes to like weekends where like I'd EP on the Friday, I had a gig in Westport on the Saturday, and I think it was until the morning on the Sunday. What I, what I tend to do is, is that I will do a small cardio session in the gym, uh, in the hotel. I, for some strange reason, like, I don't know what it is, I just cannot do weight sessions, not in, like, the gyms that I'm used to. It's, it's, it's something I'd be similar. If I went over to a seminar in Birmingham, and it was a big bodybuilding gym, and I'm not a bodybuilder. I think I saw a lot of people actually training in that gym. It was packed full of all these people. Was that, what, what was the seminar called? It was like one for a for a ride stronger, so AJ Morris and Steve Hall, and I went with Carl, who works in. Carl's gonna love a plug on this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Carl, Carl's a bodybuilder, and I went over. I was completely out of my comfort zone. And yeah. I, I can kind of understand why sometimes people are a little bit anxious to kind of going into a gym and being a newbie, but I guess it was all these like world champion bodybuilders, and their pictures were up on the wall. I was like. I am the skinny dude in the corner. I totally get that because I, when I went to, I went to Coachella in April and part of it was the group that I went with, like they wouldn't be the biggest gym goers, but I knew that I was only a certain amount of minutes away from Gold's Gym and I was like, I have to go see Gold's I Gym. Have to. $55 admission, mental, but that's how they make their money and you want to go see it. And I went in and it's funny because the very first room I thought was the gym and I was like, this is a letdown. It was room 104. <laughs> Jesus. And like you said, pictures of all the Mr. Olympias and stuff all around. And then you've got everybody there who is, they're so open about what they're on and stuff. And then I felt so small. And I felt so in my comfort zone that I actually ended up spending the session just walking around admiring the place rather than actually doing a workout, you know? And I tend to do that when I'm traveling. Uh, that it, I tend to get into the cardio route because, like, there's nothing... Like, there's nothing out of your comfort zone of hopping on a cross trainer or a treadmill, you know? And like, like no matter what anybody says, if you finish do a weight session on a Friday before you start the weekend and you don't do another one till Monday, like you're not going to deflate. Like, it's like, yeah. people get into this mentality where like- Friday night pump. Friday night pump. It's like, I have to get this pump on or I was going to wake up small. Like it's, it's, it's these mad things that, but your mind is a funny place because your mind convinces you that if you don't do a half an hour of arms once a week, your arms are going to deflate, like, even though you've probably done all your compound exercises, yeah, you know, exactly. kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is mad. I, I, I've been there so many times that like, I've looked at my schedule and I'm like, right, I've got a gig, my set's at one o'clock in the morning, I don't know, I've got whatever on during the day, there's a 45 minute window there to go do biceps and triceps. And I'm like, I'm going to go do it. And realistically, I've done it so quickly just to feel better about it that I've probably actually done no benefit. If anything, I've probably done worse in my body because I'm doing a workout when I could probably really do it with like lying down before I actually do the gig. But it's just so funny how it works, isn't it? It's, it's mental. Like, yeah. It's mental how the mind works. I'm delighted you kind of said that as well. Like, uh, And you mentioned like you were like the longitude schedule. You were in longitude on the Friday. You went to Westport on the Saturday yeah. and the Sunday or somewhere else. Or somewhere else. Yeah. Like, like a lot of my clients would be on the road a lot. Uh-huh. Would you be living off kind of caffeine to keep you awake, or would you be so, trying to bring your food with you in the? I have like little tricks, and uh, it's funny because the most recent one that people were just so blown away by that I didn't even think was a hack was I always keep a, I always keep a tub of white protein in the boot of the car, um, and then what I tend to do is is that my go to meal on the road is you now you can get like the the porridge pots. Yes. Bit of hot water. You can use the hot water in the garage. Yeah. And then you literally get a coffee machine. Yeah. The coffee machine, all the hot water, the porridge pots never cost more than a euro, euro fifty. I always have two of them because I think there's not enough in one. (laughs) (laughs) They say it's one serving, but you know what serving size are like these days. It's like you're opening a Cadbury's bar. It's like this bar is for two people. It's like, come off. (laughs) Nobody is splitting that bar (laughs) too. And you put the hot water in 
leave it for a minute, one scoop of whey in, and you stir that around, and next thing you know, you literally have 300 calories of porridge, you've got, I don't know, 130 calories of protein, you're looking at maybe 35 grams of protein and 50, 60 grams of carbs. It's literally in a pot. It's a little hug in a little pot. It feels so nice, and there's there's nothing bad of it. It's literally porridge with a scoop of whey. Yeah, so you're getting your carbs, you're getting your proteins, and your fats, you're like you're a whole lot in. And it's filling as well. So filling, yeah. So that is my go-to. That is like when I'm on the road. That is like my go-to thing where I stop up in the garage. The problem with traveling a lot for me is that the majority of the stuff that's packaged is meat. Like it really is. Now, some garages have really gone better. So you got some garages that now do like vegan bacon and um, flatbread. Love it so much. But they don't order enough of them in that whenever I'm at the garage, they tend to be sold out. But yesterday I got lucky where they had one left of the um, hummus hummus, carrot sticks, and pita bread. And like in one huge thing of that, you're looking at 450 calories, 20 grams of protein, maybe 20 grams of fat as well. But like it's really filling, you know what I mean? So that there, like Circle K's, I'm yes. not sponsored by Circle K, but like, <laughs> hashtag ad. Hashtag ad, yeah. So they're, they tend to be my go-to for sure. Then I have a couple of little tricks when it comes to like takeaways. So people, this blows people's minds when I say this. I um, Whenever I'm in a hotel and I look at their like restaurant menu and there's nothing there to me is say in inverted commas again, healthy. And I'm like really looking after myself and I'm like, right, what can I do? And I, I'll ask them, is there a Chinese nearby? I order <laughs> one portion of uh, boiled rice and a portion of bean sprout. Two of the cheapest things in the menu and it comes, stack it all up. And it's a huge plate of food, maybe four or five euro. Because like a boiled rice is only, what, two euro in the yeah. side. Bean sprout, same thing. Or this really blows people's mind as well. Most Chinese takeaways actually do omelets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, they're in the European section. So they're really hidden away. So I'd order an omelet with boiled rice in the side. And I'd get like carrots, broccoli, uh, bean sprout all in it. And people are like, what? You go to a Chinese takeaway and order an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> It's mental. Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned. They all do. Because they all have eggs. They all make the egg fried rice. A lot of the Chinese might not have it on the menu, but if you ask them for an omelet, they'll do it for you 100%. And that's like my go-to thing when I'm really being strict. Like, you know, so. Yeah. And like you mentioned that you had, you, you get kind of your protein and stuff like that from eggs as well. And mm-hmm. like how many eggs do you have a day? There's, some, there's a lot of that kind of stuff out there already about, uh, like you can't have too many eggs you know like you yeah. have cholesterol issues all this kind of stuff I like I've never had I, I have the most I do have it three eggs a day easy like last night I got home I made a three egg omelet with cheese uh, put a bit of salt in that and then I had I use actually the the new what are they called two calorie sauces I try yeah. them out they're not bad like they actually are really really good um, I use the barbecue one and a lot of people like will question putting barbecue sauce in an omelet with cheese but you're lucky eat your own <laughs> I wasn't going to do it so that was when I came home last night from being at work I had that so yeah I tend I wouldn't have more than three eggs a day for sure um, another thing that I'm loving at the moment are the uh, the Heinz do these um, like pouches they're like lentil pouches so for 200 calories on one of them you're getting this like nice bowl of food um, stick in the microwave for 90 seconds you're getting 10 to 15 grams of protein depending on what one you go for uh, for 200 calories which to me is like that's good going and it's all plant based that's really good it's really good going yeah and, and then of course I probably would be having so I had a shake this morning um, I had two scoops of whey um, and then I'll probably have two more later on I try to avoid the shakes before bed because I find that it serves my sleep because I get up to go to the bathroom <laughs> that can happen yeah. and I, I hear so many people are like yeah have a protein shake before bed let the muscles recover and as you sleep but then I'm like but then I'm not sleeping because I'm waking up to go to the bathroom <laughs> I'm the worst for it I really am so that's why I tend to kind of stick to the eggs or I, I'm a huge chickpea fan like chickpeas are like my life at the moment and they're so filling so high in protein and again rich in carbs so like you do get that energy you know um, and when you say supplements and stuff like that and where is it kind of yeah my supplements at the moment are BCAs during my workout um, like I said I'm supplementing on white protein um, I work for a company called Grenade to do a veggie friendly bar it's like a dark chocolate raspberry one so most a lot of protein bars aren't veggie friendly because they use gelatin um, but they have a bar that has 20 grams of protein for about 200 calories um, and I try to have one of them before bed because I'm still getting my 
protein in, but I don't have to get up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's funny, like it's a real issue, like you know. I'm like such a first row problem. <laughs> sleep is so precious. It's so well. precious. Yeah, it's like you need to sleep to recover. You need protein to recover. But if you take the protein before bed, you don't sleep. It's like what's going on? <laughs> it's a balance of that. So um, BCAs, uh, I do take pre work at the odd time because with my sleep pattern, the way it changes, like in daily. Um, I wouldn't take it every day. I find that, like, because I'm an all or nothing person, I'm a very addictive personality. If I took it every day, I, I would rely on it too much, so much to the extent that this happened to me before. Again, your mind. I was like, I think one day, I'm never going to forget this in the limerick, like three years ago, I forgot my pre workout. So I went to work and I left my pre workout at home. And I, I was reluctant to go to the gym after work because I didn't have my pre workout with me. Like, I, in my head, I needed it. I actually went home and got a scoop of it and then went back to the gym. I didn't need that, you know, I really didn't. But in my head, I was like, no, no, to get the best workout in, but the best workout done that you can possibly get done today, you need to get that pre-workout. Again, my mind playing stupid tricks. Pre-workout is one of these things. I don't take it personally. I think I put up on my Q&A yesterday about it. It's like one, I think I get that, the question asked, like we clearly should just do an IGTV on it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't take it as two chemicals in it. That because I spoke to you off air about my, my medical history. Yeah. Two chemicals in it that can cause kind of issues with blood clots. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't take that. I literally have a cup of coffee about an hour beforehand. Yeah. And that's that works for me. Does the job. Uh, yeah. But I know some of the PTs will take it, and they, you can see them getting all like tingly. Yeah. <laughs> I actually um, had a funny incident recently enough. The because obviously grenade you a pre-workout and I didn't read the fine print on the tub and to me you open a tub pre-workout you put a scoop into your shaker you put a bit of water you shake and you drink it but in the fine print on the uh, the tub it said one serving is half a scoop so <laughs> so like I was on the treadmill and I was like what is happening it's like fuzzy my face was like all warm and shit I was sweating I was like oh my god I'm doing something what the fuck I was like it's no way Jeez, not to curse sorry you can curse away oh yeah sorry I was like what is going on here and then I read it and I was like oh my god I took two servings of it no wonder I'm like this so she bounced around the place and of course that's followed by a bit of a crash then because I took too much of it beforehand but I recently did a poll as well asking people do they take pre-workout and 80% of the people said no that's interesting that's really interesting because you see kind of like in the gym you see the kind of the younger crowd walking in with the cans of monster in their hands well see now monster's me and I'm not there I'm not this is not a go of monster but monster now has become more of a fashion accessory than an actual like beneficial drink and what yeah. I don't know if you see this here and I'm not if you do this I'm not slating you at all to each their own male coming well, up. I see people who are literally say wearing all red in the gym and they're drinking a red monster and I'm like like, do you know do you, do you get, do you get yeah. this like yeah. it's like fashion accessory it's a fashion accessory it really is and people are like I need I need my kind of monster like I need my pre-workout or else I'm not going to be able to get the workout done you know and that's I think people have got to that stage excellent marketing for monster if that's the case like <laughs> they're genius nailing it it's um, genius so uh, that's what I've seen when I, whenever I've been training is that a lot of people are they just, they want to be able to hold, like, to me, it's like they're holding something, they're walking around, you know. I'm like that on a night out, like, even if I'm not drinking, like, I need, like, a non-alcoholic beer or a sparkling water just to hold. It's like a social thing, you know, yeah. kind of way. I think a lot of people do that with cigarettes. Yeah. When they're kind of there. I actually have heard a lot of people smoke because they want to be able to. I used to smoke when I drank, and it's like you have a spare hand. Yeah. Like, I don't even, I didn't even like the cigarettes and I used to because I was idle with the hand and like, it was so stupid. Yeah. And I don't smoke anymore drinking. Well, a lot of people are like that. It's like, it's like a social thing. It's just a nervous twitch. Nervous twitch. Yeah. And like most, most of the action anyways out in the smoking area. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you get talking to people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that's actually very true. You're not going to like, you're not going to meet your wife in the dance floor. Yeah, we just kind of scream into her ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a drink? Yeah, literally. That's actually so true, yeah. Um, you, one of my clients, so one of my clients went to one of your events recently with the amazing Trisha. Oh, okay. Uh, Trisha's Transformations. Um, and she said the two of you guys just buzz off each other. Like, yeah. it's just, the energy is just crazy. Uh, how did the whole event come about? And uh, any, any more events coming up? Yeah, so Trish is like, she's actually just become one of my, proper best pals we talk every day again it was all just done through social media which i think this day and age i think between dating and making friends the internet just seems to be the way to go and 
it's just that's just the life we live in you know and she uh her her her, her uh, when she tells the story it's a lot funnier because she said that she's followed me for years whereas i only saw a dm from her on instagram must have been january maybe i think it was i can't remember and i replied to it because she it was very funny because i remember posting and i was like oh don't be so hard on yourself if you ever have to like go off track and you need to like get a Nando's or a McDonald's or something like it's not the end of the world like your body needs fuel like and doesn't matter what time of day it is I was like look if your car runs out of fuel you don't wait till nine o'clock the next morning to fill it you just go and you go to a garage and just fill it with fuel it's like your body is the exact same thing I love that analogy well it's true though it's yeah. like if your car is out of fuel like you don't go mm, can't feed you till nine tomorrow morning you know because <laughs> the car will not move like so if your body is asking for food give it food like so and I just, I had one of those days where, like, we all have those hectic days where you literally just have no time for yourself. And I wasn't even a bad order. I got, like, a – it's a beanie wrap from Nando's, but I got all the sauces and everything. And I went on and I was like, look, this is this is a side of me as well that, like, I want people to see where, like, I do eat this food. Like, you know, like, it's not a case of where I'm literally just eating rice and broccoli all the time and then having the protein shake. It's like, and this is so normal. And she replied to that and she was like, I, I really, like, you know – I get that you know and especially for someone like me who's losing weight like that that's nice to hear that someone who maybe is in the shape that people want to be in also are like that that's considered normal yeah because i think a lot of people online who are absolutely shredded they don't show that side and that really annoys me because it's not all rice and broccoli all the time it's not like no it's not and i think there like there is a balance and you you see the people who are obviously ripped to sheds and you see them going out on like wild nights out and you're like then you have the people who are potentially a little bit overweight you're like how the hell are they doing this like, yeah. how the hell are they still managing to stay in this? Like, some people are, are just genetic freaks. But that's the thing. Genetics is a huge thing. Like, people... I, I look at some of the PTs I work with, and some of them are, like, national bodybuilders. Some yeah. of them, like, some of the girls are in incredible shape. You know some of the PTs I work with. Yeah. And some of them are, in, are just genetically amazing. Like, yeah. Uh, but there's no point in, like, comparing your story to them because you're, you're potentially on Chapter 1. Mm-hmm. They could be on Chapter 15. Yeah. And my Chapter 15 may not be the same as their Chapter 15. Exactly, so yeah. Comparison just wrecks everyone. And Instagram is... A fiend for it, yeah. fiend for it. And that, like, that leads on to, like, I didn't even realise today. Today is World Mental Health Day. Yeah. And, like, social media has, has does have a massive impact on people's perception of things. Big time, yeah. Because, uh, like... And that was the whole idea with the rap. I know it's something so stupid like a rap, but it's just, be like, look... I train loads, yeah, but I do have off days like everyone else does, and, yeah. it's, and it's okay. So Trish replied to that, she loved it, and we got talking, and I ended up on her profile, and I was like, oh my god, this girl is doing an amazing thing right now. Um, and we just became friends from there. The meetups happened because basically people people kind of look at me and Trish, and they're kind of like, we did a workout together, and they, for some strange reason, like, I'm not gonna say for some strange reason. Again, this could be all Instagram and like the online perception and stuff. But people see like me and Trish's mates, and they think, "God, they can't work it together. They're definitely on different levels and stuff." And it's like, no, like there's stuff that Trish does. That I'm looking at. I'm like, I wouldn't be able to do that. You yeah, know, that kind of way. She's so strong mentally when it comes to some of the stuff that she's doing. She's great. Like she can wake up in the morning and she could just be not up for it at all, and she just gets up and she does it. And because I wake up at a later time than pretty much the rest of the country. I could wake up feeling like that and I watch her story and I'm like, no, hold on a second. My really good friend Trace is on this weight loss journey. She's after getting up and doing her 4K. I'm going to get up now and I'm going to do something as well. You know, that kind of way. And we literally realized that we both just love exercise. Yeah. And regardless of how we both look aesthetically, we both get along. We both have so much in common, you know, that kind of way. So why can't we be friends? Like, so we just wanted to kind of show people that it's, it's okay to go to a gym and if you feel that you're not in the same shape as someone else like they do not care they it's, really don't they're doing their thing you do your thing if anything they're going to help you, you yeah know? big so, time and like most people are sticking their headphones on this is their hour hour and a half 40 minutes even if you're going for a class half an hour yeah this is your time yeah but like use it to yourself everyone's there for the same reason either to look or feel a little bit better mm-hmm. uh i remember like watching the one time i ever watched the late late show Trisha was on it. Oh, no way, yeah. Uh, and I was just like, I if I could literally put what she has in one jar and give it a little bit to any of my clients, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like, boom. And her story resonates with so many people. Yeah. It, it's scary for And her. she's so honest. There's there's days, there's there could be two or three days in a row like where she'd be like, just no, I'm not up to it today. And she'd end up letting loose. And then there was one night, again, she tells the story better, and she was like, this. she says that this is the night that she realized that we were like really good friends. I come in from a gig and it was like three in the morning and 
I'd done so well to keep bad food out of the house, but there was a tub of ice cream in the bottom press of the freezer. I don't know why I looked there. It's like, do you know when you know there's no food, but you still look because you want something? And you go back two or three times. Two or three times. You know there's something there, but I found at the back of the freezer, uh, the bottom um, drawer was uh, chocolate chip ice cream. And uh, it was the leader of it. And it was gone. Of course, I got rid of it all because I was there. And in my head, I was like, it's gone. And I messaged Trish to tell her, and her favorite part of the whole story is that I actually put it in the microwave <laughs> for 30 seconds just to soften it up so I could eat it quicker. It looked like you cooked it as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. So she she really loved that because it was like, hold on a second, to her, like, someone who has the aesthetics that maybe I have, like, got home and was, like, normal and ate a liter of ice cream like anyone else would, like, you know? So we have so much in common, like, aesthetically, like, we probably don't, but she's going to get there and she's doing so well and I can't wait for her to get she's to that one determined lady. She really is, you know, and, and like we both are and that's just why we're both really good friends. Like, so, so all I did with the meetups was to show people that you could actually make friends through the gym, it's especially with people that you probably thought that you'd never click with, you know? So, yeah, like, so, like, I, like social media gets such bad press in the papers and stuff yeah. like that, but I wouldn't have been able to have yourself on and I've had so many people on the podcast already and I never thought when I first started this did in December like I'm on it I think you're episode 41 amazing yeah Yeah, and it's like I would have never thought like what would I have done I would have had to look up the phone book back in yeah <laughs> get the, go- the golden pages out. stick yeah, up yeah. the ad oh, I have a podcast what is a podcast like back in the day like, yeah it's, it's, I think that if you use social media in a way that's positive like there are so many ways to do it if you don't like somebody if they're putting you in a bad mood get rid of them you know the kind of way and orders yeah you're in control like you are in control of what comes up on your timeline you know you really are and I see so many people following the, the must follows so you have all your your Irish media heads and people feel like they have to follow them. yeah and then they're giving out about what they're posting and stuff and I'm like just unfollow them like if they're putting you in a bad mood and you feel like you have to give out about it, them just don't follow them like if, if I put you in a bad mood because you're like oh Martin's off in a nightclub six nights a week having the time of his life just unfollow me like you know like if it's putting if it's putting a bad, you in a bad mood or you feel like that it's it's making you feel worse you, you're in control of that you know control the controllables it's so simple like yes yeah. it's, it's like it's, it's like everyone like everyone even if you like two minutes if you're waiting at bus stop you're waiting for your mate you go straight into your phone and you're just like scrolling scrolling story, scrolling story, story. and then you can easily control the the, the feed out, off your story uh, when you have all like uh, like V Shred and all these people kind of come up on little videos and stuff, oh, yeah. you can control that even more. Like I was talking to Paul Germany, he was saying all his all his feed now is like dogs and little workouts and stuff like that, and that's all he has. Yeah. Like all that crap is gone, so you can filter it even more. Yeah, uh, Instagram allows you to do that. So it takes like three or four buttons, push the buttons, and it's so much easier. Yeah, uh, but it's such a simple thing. Um, you've also spoken about kind of like how you've felt healthier at being at a heavier weight than you are because yeah. you put up a post where you looked in insane shape in on the left and then where you are now and you're like I think it was a stone heavier at the time it was so I've gone the, most, the one I can think about there's been a fluctuation of a stone to stone for sure and um, where I do feel better 100% now I'm not going to go back and say I didn't feel good because I think a lot of people can do these posts where they're like oh, I hated myself back then, yeah. I thought I wanted this, and then they go to the complete extreme where I feel better now. Like, I'm not going to say that because I did get to a certain body fat level from training loads, and there were times that, like, especially when I was getting abroad and it was really warm, that I was like, okay, this is really affecting me. But when I was back in Ireland, like, I was enjoying my training still, and, like, yeah, my body fat was really low, and my mood was probably affected too, but I would never go as far as saying, I, like, I, I was miserable. I would never do that. But... Over the course of the year, I've gradually put on the weight, uh, and I do feel better, 100%. Um, and the weird thing is, looking back at when I was at my leanest, it only happened recently enough, before I played actually at Longitude, I was looking for a throwback video of Longitude last year, and amongst all that was a gig I did in BCM in Mallorca, and I had a picture of me on the beach, and I was like, oh my god, like, man, you were, like, ripped. But at the time... There was, there, I could have gone leaner. In my head, I was like, There's, I could I could be leaner now, you know, the kind of way. I'm like, oh, what's this, my chest or my hip or whatever. Like, I'm like, and I look back and I'm like, no, you <laughs> you really couldn't have been. I mean, we're talking on off air as well. Yeah. Right? Like, I can throw back photos as well. It's just like, it's scary when you look back and you're like, I'm actually happier 
now, yeah. even though I potentially had like the image of a six pack. Yeah. But now you're like you're healthier, maybe a little bit like fluffier, but like your training's going well. I love strong and fluffy. It's that it, yeah. Fluffy and fuller. They're the only two favorite efforts for sure. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it, it's it's funny, like I like I remember doing the photo shoot last year, we were talking and I thought like oh six pack is gonna make me happy. What a silly mentality. Yeah. Like you think and then there's people I spoke to someone recently and they were like following someone on social media and they're saying, Oh, like she put she get like the, the girl, um, she was kind of putting up videos and stuff like that, uh, and she was saying, "Oh, I feel fluffy. Oh, I feel a little bit fuller." And my client too, or well, this lady was kind of like, uh, "Well, why is she? I see no difference." And like, but she sees a difference in yeah. herself. Everyone is so self-critical of themselves. Themselves, that's uh, it. And I just kind of like that's why the the, the pro- I, I encourage like the scales isn't that be all and end all. So it's like when you kind of say, it's, "Well, technically on the scales right now, I'm overweight." If I was to go by the scales, I'm technically... So would Alex the bodybuilder here. Yeah, well... <laughs> Alex is 108 kilos and he's 5'11". That's... <laughs> Alex would be BMI, like he'd be, he'd be obese. He would be obese, yeah. He'd actually be obese. And like Alex has a six-pack. Yeah. Alex has a 12-pack. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, if the BMI isn't the be all and end all, like scales, like the scale, particularly for females, it seems to be, and this isn't a sexist comment, but it, the scale seems to impact a lot of females' yeah. moods in particular. Uh, and I had a media Thompson on and she was like it's impacted her mood for so long and now she's like if it impacts your mood stay the fuck away, away. Yeah. if someone else annoyed you you would stay away it's funny isn't it yeah that's actually so true yeah like if if something else annoyed you if uh, if someone at work or someone in school or something like that you wouldn't associate yourself no so why, why would you yourself? keep going to this thing every day where it could take in your cortisol, which we've spoken about. You could be on your cycle if you're female. Mm-hmm. You could be carrying a little bit more water from bloating from the night before. It's just like, and all scales are different. Yeah, that's the thing as well, yeah. Like, when I was at my leanest, I think it was 85, 86 kilos in between 7 or 8% body fat, and now I'm at 94 kilos and enjoying my food. So it's kind of like, and I feel like my training, at the moment now, the last month, my training hasn't been there because I've been traveling quite a lot, but... I train better when I eat food, like it's normal, like you know, the kind of way. Like when I was going to the gym this time last year and I was stupidly lean, like the workouts they weren't fun. I was like doing it because I felt like I had to. I had that goal. Whereas now I'm like enjoying my training, you know, the kind and of spend that extra like one point two five kilos on a certain lift, you're like, Yes, you're buzzing. You're buzzing, yeah, yeah. you really are. And like it's that's so true. Um it's just funny because at 94 kilos, I didn't think that I'd ever be happy. There was a stage where I was 100 three years ago. It wasn't a quarter 100 now at all. Like, and I did a throwback recently enough of when I was at the 100 to when I got down to 90. And by no means, like, I look at the 100, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with it, you know, that kind of way. It's just like, it's funny when you compare pictures, you know. And I said that in the caption too. I was like, look, don't get me wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with this. But this, this is what I've done, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. So... And that's what I try to be about. It's like, I, I don't like preaching. I think people who preach, like, especially when it comes to vegetarianism, like, there are preachers out there. And I'm like, I'm not about that. I'm like, if somebody wants to give up less meat, they want to learn about ways of getting protein in, then by all means, like, I'll show people how I do it. I'm not going to tell people that I ate meat for 26 years. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. who am I to be like, meat's bad for you? Like, you know, so. But it was so interesting. Like, I told, I told a couple of the... the the, the trainings and stuff like that that you were coming on they're like oh he's vegetarian like ask him like I said I, I, most of us have vegetarian clients mm-hmm. they're like oh how does he get protein up yeah. so it's really interesting like even though you like you are in great nick and stuff like that you may not be in like a PT or per se but it's interesting that a person that trains may be able to impart yeah. some onto like, I guess I'm not qualified to give advice but what I can do is, is tell people how I do it and then they can learn from that if they want pick little bits of it and yeah. pick little bits off someone else and that kind of leads into like the next point like where do you go for your like your nutrition or your training information is it someone that you kind of look at is there one of the bodybuilder guys Arnie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's now like what like promoting this vegan lifestyle like have you seen <laughs> yeah yeah anything for a bit of money oh, oh Ronnie, Co- Ronnie Coleman oh man I feel so bad for him he's doing so yeah I saw him some ab belt sitting on the car like, no, yeah. It's sad when you see the guys fall from grace. Like he was, like the greatest of all. But I saw Ronaldo promoting one of those ad belts as well recently. Yeah, I love Ronaldo. So but, like, I know I love him too. But I'm like, come on, man, you can get those abs from that ad belt. He's not worth half a billion like, for nothing. Hours a week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Day, ad belts don't work, by the way. Please don't use them. <laughs> um, 
So you did with a previous guest of the show. I think she was the last guest on the show, uh, Natalie. Natalie Lennon. Ah, yeah. You did the dancing. Yes. Getting out of your comfort zone. I actually have so much time for Natalie. She, she's lovely. She's great. She, everything's positive, which is what I love better. And um, I, I kind of came up with a way a year and a half ago when I put out a new track, whether it was under my own name or whether it was with Comac and Marty, just kind of do a little dance video with a girl called Alwyn who I met when I was working at Wellfest uh, last May. And I can't remember exactly how Natalie got involved. I think she said that she'd love to give it a go. And I just said, come along and do it, like, for sure. So she came along and, and we did, we've done two of them. And like, to me, it's great. It's a form of cardio that I never thought I'd ever do. I feel fantastic after it. I just wish I had more time to do more of it, you know? So I'm keeping it strictly to like music releases now because I don't want to overdo it. But yeah, it was great. Natalie was great at it, by the way. She was like a proper hustler. Like she's like that girl, like who would go into like a bar and like put a tenner down the pool table and say she's never played before. Oh, she like, wiped the floor. Everybody, yeah. yeah. She was killing it. I was like, "What? You're able to do this already?" Like, and uh, she's like, "Oh no!" Like whatever. And I'm like, they're flinging herself around. Like, but she is so nice. Like she really, really is. And like, I get so much info from her. Like she posts like these videos for food and like it's not always meat related as well which is what I love she probably knows is that I only like the ones that never <laughs> if it has meat and I'm like nope I can't like that one Natalie not today um, but when it comes to like her baking and stuff and all I'm just like and she puts so much work in those videos and they look great like, so. uh, I remember talking to her off air and she was like it, it's funny when you're putting up the videos people just think it's like one take I remember like, doing, like talking to her she's like it took 20 takes. Yeah. <laughs> I, even like when I did the IGTV once, I'm like, I really want to get this in one go. Even when we're recording this, the door's open. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't ever happen like that, does it? Yeah, and there's so much software and stuff around it as well. Like, I love doing all the content. It's great. And I, yeah, it's, I love she, when you get DMs and stuff. She's like the perfect as well, like example of someone who thought that being stupidly low in body fat was the way to happiness. And she's done her before and after pics. And it's scary. She, yeah, it really is. Like, it's scary from the point of view that she, it's okay to talk about it because she's aware of it. So that's, I mean, I'd never talk about this. Like, if she hadn't pointed out herself, like, she's pointed out herself. And at the moment, she acts, she looks great. Like, she, she really is. Unbelievable. And to think that before, she thought that that was the way to happiness and to look great. And then she's gone and she's put on that little bit of weight and she's showing people that it's totally okay. Like, like that to me is like, the good side of social media you know yeah like it's, it's someone that's been through it themselves and they've like and they've like she looks strong as hell now like she, she is strong she, she looks awesome yeah for sure uh, yeah uh so what all right the, one of the questions where do you get your shirts <laughs> my shirts um there's a company called devil's advocate okay they do all these mad shirts and i found that uh this is going to sound like a proper first row problem they're extra larges don't fit me. They're too baggy. But the large doesn't fit my chest. So so you say you have to have them so open. I want to hear, I want, I, this is the first time I've got to explain myself with this because a lot of people are like, oh, Mark, with his buttons open and stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There's actually a reason why. I don't just go, oh, my buttons are open. I go to the gym. It's like, if I get an extra large, they're too big. If I get a large, but I close the buttons, it kind of pops in the middle. Okay, I yeah. Do you get me? The little red there. Yeah, yeah, so I just open them and I'm comfortable in it then. That's just how it is. It's not because I'm like this vain guy. Like It's like, just be comfortable. And if I'm comfortable with four buttons open, it's not because I'm trying to show off my tits. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's because like if I get an extra large, it doesn't fit me. Devil's Advocate, they're large. It's, they all, like, I can just get a large from Devil's Advocate and it could be the maddest shirt in the world and it just fits me. It's no way everyone has that like, one brand and that one size they can just buy it and you have to try it on yeah that's for me um another company called rebel it's rebel something i can't remember they actually stopped them in tk maxx and they're another brand of mad shirts that i go for and um, it's funny because like it's turned into this like secret little marketing tool it's like it's like oh, yeah, I, I, I was gigging here last night and people are like where did you get that shirt <laughs> but like in my head i don't want to like i've had a couple of clothing brands being like hey we'd love to do this with you and do that with you but like no like because then like i love just being able to just go out and just get something that i want to wear you know that kind of way yeah. rather than if they send me something i have to wear it like you know so like 
yeah, I just, I go on the hunt and Devil's Advocate have been the main brand. I don't even know where they're from or anything. I just stumbled across one of their shirts at TK Maxx and I was like, this shirt is mental. And when you went to, you find something that fits, it's like... That's you know, it. You end up, it's the same with Dunn Stores, all right? Dunn Stores do their slim 15X and the extra large fits me perfectly. And I'll go into the Dunn Stores and I'll get three or four of their slim fit t-shirts and I'm just like, perfect. They're just plain black, happy days, like, you know? Yeah. And like, like you said, when you know something fits, you just like you just stick with it. Like, it's like so. I, I, I'm ASOS all the way. I oh, won't really? buy anything off else anywhere. Nothing else fits me. Uh, I'm like I'm kind of in between a large and like uh, kind of a tighter medium. So I have to go for the medium. The larger, I get lost in. Yes, yeah, that's the same as me. I'd love like if there was like an in between size between large and extra large. But yeah. Danny's listening right now, and that, that could be <laughs> for you for saying like that little in between medium and large, and then between. Oh, what would you even call it? Mr. Big and Tall. Mr. <laughs> yeah. Is that gone now? I think it is. I haven't seen that. Uh, so what's coming up next for Marty? You were talking about that. We mentioned the single. We were talking on off air about the single being re-released. Me and you. It's yeah. awesome, awesome track, by the way. I like this. This is Ireland. I love Ireland so much. It's like it didn't hit a single Spotify playlist. Somehow it has half million streams. It was on every radio station in the country. Like. People were just sharing it. People just loved it. And like because of all that, uh, a label called Good Soldier, they're like part of the Warner Group in the UK. They're re-releasing it in three weeks, which is really cool. So like, again, like if people in Ireland weren't so sound and sharing it and tagging me in videos and stuff, like it probably wouldn't have happened because for that label to see how well it did without a massive push, they know that they've got something there, hopefully. And if the UK market like it half as much as the Irish market did there's enough it? Irish over there to push it see that's the thing I'm like all the Irish in London like come on lads yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need you so much right now like um, so yeah it's weird that it's a re-release because this is the first time now like I've worked with Conor McAvoy for so many years now between when we were KBM to Conor McAvoy and Marty to now me being me just myself and we've never had a track of re-release before it's, it's a weird one it's like that's why I wanted to talk about it on my story a little bit because I wanted people to know that when I'm resharing it, it's not a case of like, okay, Mark, we get it. You just saw it months ago. Like, you know, that kind of way. It's actually going to be new to like people outside of Ireland. Uh, and because Ireland has always been my market, it just feels a bit weird because Ireland's actually really small, you know? So it's so small compared to like, say, the UK. We are so small. Uh, and that's what management and all are trying to tell me. It's like, look, don't worry about, you know, maybe the people in Ireland seeing it and kind of going, oh, Martin, we know it's that song here because the other population that you're trying to hit right now, like, they haven't a clue who you are, like, you know, so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it does it okay. We'll see. And you got any more events coming up with Trish? At the moment, no, we don't, but that's what we are looking at. It. Like, she's so busy at the moment. She has got so much planned. I'm so excited for some of the stuff she has planned. Uh, I'm in the middle as well of putting together an ebook, which is pretty much based oh, on well. what we just spoke about about awesome. being a vegetarian and kind of like being on the go and training and how I work that all together. It's just kind of a thing for somebody to like, you know, um, basically take inspiration from as opposed to like a guideline, as a guidance. It's like you could be eating meat, but then you could be on the road and you could, there could be no meat options or something. And you're like, right, well, well Martin said that this works for him. So I might give it a go or whatever. So that's in the works. Hopefully that'll be up at Christmas. Uh, I, Continue up with these guys called Fitness Collective. They're really cool. Heard of those guys, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's kind of what's in store. Gigs wise, like I'm everywhere at the moment. <laughs> Somewhere in Ireland, I'm sure you'll see me. And then hopefully next year is when I get to hit the UK properly with gigs. So exciting. So yeah. Busy, busy. Ah, sure, look at it. Not as busy as you with your 20 million clients a day. I would already say 20 million, maybe a million. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish. Uh, no, Marty, you have been an absolute gent. Uh, I really, really appreciate you kind of giving up your time. I know you were working late last night. I think man, you're back thank gigging you so tonight. Much for having me. If you're listening to this right now, Shane is the man. He got me a Benti Americano because <laughs> he knew what's up. <laughs> As always, Marty. like, no, don't drink pre-workout. You've had that. <laughs> um, Marty, absolute gent. Thank you so much for coming on. No problem.